0: To another ESL podcast, and today is study skills. You know what? I don't even know why I put study skills. We're going to write down presentation scales. That's right, people. How effective are you in giving presentations and talks, to be honest with you? As you guys already know, and you guys are listening to this maybe August 10th, August 11th, I will be doing another big presentation, but if I were to go back, and listened to my presentation at BIDC last year, I would probably cringe because maybe, just maybe, I repeat a number of different words. Now, being in front of the computer, being in front of a camera, it's very easy, but having a live audience there of about 40 people, it's pretty difficult, right? Um, and so there could have been things that I could have implemented, and that's what we're gonna be going over today in this specific uh, podcast, that's right. We have strengths as speakers. All of us are speakers. I'm going to say that one more time. All of us are speakers. If you're able to find your voice, it can make you a lot of money. I don't care what field of endeavor you're in. Use your voice in a positive way. Help others find their voice, such as kind of what I do in an indirect way on this podcast. It could help you a lot. Can you imagine for my Japanese folks? I love you guys dearly. But a lot of you are very, very candid. You're very, very reserved. You're very scared to voice your opinion. So if you're one of those people who are boisterous and you say, you know what, enough is enough. Let's get out there and be the individuals we are and express the capabilities in regards to giving a tremendous speech that can move the audience. It could be life transforming, especially for the Koreas. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you speak, speak with impeccability. That's all I'm telling you to do. And that's what we're going to be going over in this podcast. So, however, to be most effective, okay, as well as identifying areas for improvement, we also need to make a plan for how to improve. So me, I know that there was a lot of reiteration, right? I knew that my mouth had become dry, maybe around the 40 minute mark. I started getting a little bit antsy and I'm like, oh yeah. And, and you know, I wasn't getting much out of the audience, but this little kid in the front row, he literally, you know, recorded my entire video. Thank you so much. I had a Lithuanian, didn't know at the time, but a Lithuanian girl who had just joined the presentation towards the end. Again, this was in August. This is when the world was in the good times, right? Um, but again, I did get a lot of business cards. I exchanged a lot of numbers and I only did a nice little follow-up with one of them, but let's see what happens this year. Nonetheless, if I could go back, watch what I'm going to do. You guys are going to be able to, as a matter of fact, when I get the audio copy of this and when I'm able to rip it and I'm able to like put it together and all that stuff, you guys, I'm going to put my presentation from a year before in the link, in the description, in the BIDC one. And then you'll be able to compare and say, boy, this man, boy, this was fire. Why? Because Scamper, okay? Now, I think you guys are probably going to listen to Scamper before this podcast. If not, uh, Scamper is another way to brainstorm. And that made me realize a lot of different things in setting up and modifying my presentation. So again, it's not so much about your argument, but you got to have a checklist, you gotta rate yourself on a scale one through five. How can you improve in this aspect? It's kind of like me as a teacher, right? Let me look at myself as a teacher, all right? Now, as a teacher, guys, remember, teacher's the day job. I'm also a TOEFL trainer. I also do online training on my business, TOEFL, IELTS, TOEIC, conversation classes, the, the, the whole shebang. Um, and the thing is, I have to ask myself, questions. And I heard this in a Brendan Brouchard podcast, the one that he got interviewed on, on Tom Billy's impact theory. Okay. So when I ask myself, and before my long day of teaching, let me give you an example, Saturday coming up, how do I do that with excellence? How do I give this presentation with excellence? How do I give myself energy? How do I do that amazingly? That is very important because guess what? We all know Deep down inside, we know how we perform at the end of the day. Did we perform with low energy? Where was I today? How was I in terms of reacting to situations rather than proacting uh, you know, being, or being proactive? How was I with my colleagues? Did I give three compliments to people throughout the day? That's another Napoleon Hill law of success type of uh, uh, method that you can use, giving people uh, uh, praise for the work that they do. Um, but yeah, I have those prompts. Another one is how can I be a great teacher? You know, how can I take care of my health today? That's me putting myself to CrossFit workouts on a routine basis. Um, and again, two big long-term projects to keep in mind, all that stuff. We're talking long-term now, but again, you can do this in terms of how you can improve in certain aspects. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give you guys, uh, let's say about seven different aspects and you're going to be able to grade yourself. Check this out. It's in table form on the You'll be able to check that out. But again, think of the following, the audience. See, now going back to BIDC of 2019, I had a predominantly Thai audience. I had a Lithuanian who was, uh, who was there and I talked to her after. She's like, hey, I found this online and I realized that you were speaking. Thank you so much. It was very informative. I really liked it. Da-da-da-da-da. But this one is going to be very actionable. People are going to be taking notes. People are going to be recording. This is going to be, I'm going to be able to put this on my YouTube. I'm so excited about this one. Um, but again, you have to figure out the audience, so you cannot be a Brenda Bouchard using big words in America in Jakarta in Kuala Lumpur in Penang in Tokyo in Fukuoka that is that literally like what is going on here oh my god don't mess that up i don't know a video literally just popped up of a thunderstorm sorry guys you guys literally just heard thunderstorms What the hell is going on? Okay, anyway, (laughs) that was great. And no, I'm not gonna delete it. You guys heard thunderstorms, damn it. That wasn't here in Thailand either. That was literally a video that just popped up. Oh my God, I don't know what's happening. Anyways, so guys, in saying that, let's get back on track if I can. But, you know, other prompts, I'm gonna talk about that. But again, the audience, (sighs) You cannot speak very quickly in non-native English-speaking countries. You have to slow it down. You have to simplify. You can't be Tony Robbins in non-native English-speaking countries. Tony Robbins speaks 500 freaking million words a minute. So, and you know what? He says so many good things that you're not able to take notes down because by the time you're writing something, you hear something else, that's gone. So you have to slow it down. I've seen Gary Vee do that. He's adapted to his audience very well in terms of going to Jakarta, in terms of going to Manila, right? Lisa Nichols, she has always spoken very, uh, very slow because she is probably the best female speaker of the last 100 years. So she knows how to emphasize things. She knows the art of storytelling. She just lets it flow. And she leaves such a profound effect on the audience. Oh my goodness gracious. She is the work of God. No, I'm not religious or anything, but I'm just saying she is prolific, all right? So slowing it down, okay? Different viewpoints. It's very, very important to give uh, different viewpoints. Let me give you an example. Well, anytime I say something positive, I always like to negate it with what other people might be thinking at that specific time. So I'd be like, okay, guys, for you to fully utilize you know, uh, your product or your podcast or whatever it is you're using online virtually, you need to utilize Facebook groups. And then I would say, a lot of people would say, oh, well, Facebook groups, they don't really work. There's a lot of spammers. No, let me give you an example of what happened with me. So this defeats that. And they're like, oh, damn, he got me. Well, Facebook groups. Okay, let's get it. Write it down. Facebook groups. See what I mean? Escribe. Okay, I think that's how you say it in Spanish or I just hope that I didn't say anything horrible. But anyways, do you understand what I'm saying? Given those different viewpoints, stating yours and then saying some people would say this, but let me give you an example of what happened with me. That's how you do it. So again, followed up by the examples, the eye contact and the body language. If you guys look at some of my photos that I posted on my Instagram, at my BIDC conference, I'm so emphatic. I show so much emotion, even when I'm talking about you know, uh, 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 e-learning and AI for the future, right? I mean, you see me at sometimes just like I'm I'm squeezing the mic and I'm over here pointing over here. (laughs) It's so funny, but because I'm an expressionist, I like to express myself, right? So eye contact, body language, it's everything. Now, what I did at BIDC probably wouldn't go well with the people at TED, although I probably would never do a TED talk because I just, nah, TEDx, no thank you. I'm not applying for me to use your platform, no thanks. Uh, My platform, I already have a platform, but thank you very much, Ted. Um, And so in saying that, knowing your audience is extremely important. The body language will be very different at TED than it would be online. Now, obviously online, all they would see is probably my hands go up every now and again, but it's a lot of shoulder movement. So it's no big deal. We're going into the virtual world of 2020 because of circumstances completely outside of our control, right? So again, a lot of shoulder movement, but I must, I must limit it. Because if people are watching and they see me consistently rolling my shoulders, it can be very annoying. Let's just put it that way. The feedback is very important. But understand, you got to be able to distinguish between constructive feedback and destructive feedback. Destructive feedback, let me give you an example. Somebody had posted on my Udemy course. uh, It was mindfulness through meditation. It was Mira Butler, transformation coach. Uh, out there in South Africa. She is my oxygen, you know. She has coached the hell out of me and that's probably why I'm such at a very enlightening stage at this point in my life. But this guy, I don't know who he was. Uh, He's somewhere from the Middle East. Doesn't really matter where he was from, but he was like, Arsenia, I just skipped your speeches. You're not very funny. I hope it'll be better next time. I said, wait, you're taking shots at my personality. So if you don't like my personality, I'm going to bring that personality to the next course. So to be honest with you, you're kind of just wasting your time. Arsenio will always be Arsenio. That's called destructive feedback. That's someone who looked at me and said, man, you're not funny. I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm not a comedian. I'm just Arsenio. Sometimes I say things that are funny. Sometimes I might say things that are just completely stupid, but I don't care because I am Arsenio. Do you get it? So understand what and how to distinguish between constructive feedback and destructive feedback, okay? Make sure you order your points and your questions, the Q&A at the end. That's the most important because a lot of people, there was a student from Nakanin Weebot University out there in Asok, out here in Bangkok in Asok. And he said, Arsenio, Patreon was big two years ago, but now it's not big anymore. How can I da da he caught me off guard. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's a good question. But this is when a lot of fakes, Now I'm not saying everyone's fake, but if you don't know your material and you're not prepared for these types of questions, it can expose you. Luckily, I was able to, pe- you know, pepper it up because again, I'm in a non-native English speaking country. But if someone of some type of walk of life were to ask me something very, very technical out there in the United States, I would be like, uh, yeah, you're asking the wrong person, to be honest with you, but what I would do, (laughs) you see what I mean? You gotta be able to cover it up. Q&As, we'll do that in another podcast, because sometimes, man, if you get cut off guard, I don't want you to be that person, you know, to say, damn, Arsenio, I did so well. Someone asked me a question, and everyone booed me off. No, this isn't a comedy show, but things like this could happen, all right? So, uh, if you're in the Americas. Anyways. So it's saying that, ah, here are your questions. How good was your opening? Some people, they started up with props and stuff. You know, one of the greatest presentations, listen, I've seen a lot of great ones, but I will never forget that cup of coffee. I will never forget that cup of coffee. Check that out out on YouTube. This guy, holy gee, that is the art of storytelling right there. Man, I listened to that over and over and over in terms of mind conditioning, like mind conditioning, because that was impeccable. How good is your opening? Can you get that audience within the first 15 seconds? People use props like pulling out a cigarette like this Indian guy did fantastic. If it works for you, you follow it up with the joke. But to be honest with you, I'm a spontaneous type of guy. Gary Vee was very funny. He, uh, he went to Philadelphia after the Philadelphia Eagles had won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he said, first and foremost, thank you guys so much for beating the New England Patriots. And everyone stood up clapping. And he just started like throwing out expletives. And that's how he got the audience because you got to relate it to them something in Manila might not relate to folks in Stockholm, to folks in Brasilia, to folks in, you know, in Mexico City, right? So keep that in mind. Did you begin with the brief outline? This is an internal preview. Understand. Okay, so today we're going to be going over these seven things, okay? I'll be able to put them in you know, markers within my presentation on different platforms out there. So make sure you tune in, but this is how it's gonna go. Give a brief, give a brief outline and do you stick to it? Now, I'm not saying, do you stick to it? It's better to go organic and to go authentic than to go down the outline. So if we have an outline, let's just say of a half a dozen, six points, boom, you got six points. You gotta be able to look at it and say, All right, I'm going to follow it just a little bit, but it's always good to go on detours because detours are the best. You understand what I'm saying? So stick stick it to your outline, let's say about 60 to 70%, but going off on a tangent could be even more valuable depending on what type of speaker you are, right? Or what what type of presentation you're given, right? If it's academic, stick to it. It's got to be boring. All right. I'm sorry. That's just how the academics are. You can throw some jokes in and whatnot. Remember, I told you guys, or if you guys had heard that podcast before this one, I did. I was with the program director uh, at the time of Waterloo University, well, just about like a couple of months ago, to be honest. Well, about five months, about four months ago, about three months ago. Uh, about four months ago. But anyways, this guy, he's a program director at Waterloo University. This guy I had met through LinkedIn. He linked up with me. Had a great, wonderful relationship. Although that relationship, I really don't speak to him anymore. It's all good. Uh, but he inspired me to continue going out and pushing and trying to get my content out there, especially to mainland China. But, you know, what I ended up realizing was through that outline You know, he added in some comments in his presentation. Not comments, but he was trying to make a joke. Don't be someone you're not. Okay, he was like, oh, well this, Uh, ha, 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 and he made a little fake laugh, and I was like, oh, no, man, don't be someone you're not. Guys, please be who you are. If you're not funny, don't be funny. If you try being funny, uh, it's just a disaster, again, I'm not funny, okay? Some people would say I am funny, thank you very much. I'm just Arsenio. I'm all kinds of characters in one, okay? I live my life vicariously through other people and I've created this this idea that represents who I am as an individual. But if you are not that person and you're trying to be someone you're not, it's gonna bite you in the ass and they're gonna take advantage of you, all right? So keep that in mind, please. Don't try to be funny and put jokes into an academic presentation, all right, it's not going to work, especially if you're a very serious guy. No shots at this guy. You did all right. You did all right. But you didn't have to do that because you know you weren't that type of person. So what are you trying to do? Make the program director laugh. You're not in front of an audience. So keep that in mind. Now, was your main argument clear? Uh, It depends if you have an argument. But was your main idea clear? Okay, like me, am I going to provide as many useful tips and and all those good things for my audience that I can absolutely. But now, depends on what type of argument you're giving, what type of presentation you're giving, you have to consider this. Okay, did you sum up at the end? Gotta make sure you give an internal summary. How well did you finish? Very important. Didn't do so well at BIDC, because it was just like, okay, so. Guys, and saying that, all right, we're all done. And I'm like, okay, do, 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 doo. You know, it's like the Jeopardy. Have you guys ever watched Jeopardy? And you're waiting for that person to press the button and it's just like, do, 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 doo doo, doo, doo doo. You guys know that? Just go check it out on YouTube. But anyways, yeah. And then I was just waiting for someone to come up and I was like, awkward. It was ridiculous, right? So did I finish? Well, not really. Q&As were good at the end, and then that was the end. But again, I think online is going to be super fire compared to, you know, in person. Although in person, staying at the Bangkok Marriott Arcade and eating that food. And oh my God, meeting those people and drinking all that the copious amounts of wine and meeting these folks from Poland and Germany and Japan and China, man, that was amazing. I'll never change that for anything. That money at the end was amazing too. So anyways, um, how appropriate were your handouts in your audio visuals? Oh, this is one of the biggest problems that I have this year. Because again, we're just probably about a week away from my presentation. By this time, you guys listen to me, I probably will have already finished my PowerPoint. But I had someone who made a very good PowerPoint last time. And, uh, yeah, uh, she's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's not a very nice person. So I kicked her the hell out. Get the hell out of here. So, uh, now I'm like, up. Oh, all right. Our All right. Uh, you're just going to have to screen share and uh hope to God that it looks all right <laughs> because you know, people are just going to be looking at the slide, but they're also going to be listening to me and looking at me through a little small box that covers up probably about what 8% of the damn screen. So, um, Again, if you're doing it online, consider that, okay? Now, handouts, I didn't have any handouts, unfortunately. But the thing is, I don't want people straddling through all this paper and, you know, looking at everything. That's just annoying, okay? If you're going to have handouts, have one thing that you don't hear all these people just like twirling the paper. This isn't a Bob Proctor 1988 presentation, no offense to him. He gave an astounding presentation that's available on DVD and on YouTube for free. Uh, but, you know, when he's like, OK, so turn to page 40 and you hear all these people just oh, twirling their paper. No, guys, we have keynotes now. OK, you have one slide and you speak about that slide for 10 minutes. Consider that you got you got to be very knowledgeable in regards to your presentation, too. All right. So. Guys, rate yourself on a scale one through five. Go back and be able to critique yourself or at least send my blog to someone else and say, could you critique this man right here in regards to my presentation? Could you look at this, look at this form, listen to my presentation, give me constructive feedback. Make sure you don't give it to your best friend. They don't know anything about presentations. You give it to me. No, I'm kidding, you could if you want, if you're not scared enough. Um, and again guys this is all free don't worry it's all good unless you want me to do like 5000 presentations then we're going to have to talk about that on a on a, on a, on another business level but anyways um give it to someone who's very good at presentations me i had professor william neff back in college back in back in america and you know i did a, so many different types of presentations and i was able to come outside and you know, we ended up developing excellent intrapersonal skills because of that specific class. You know, we were like family. We would crack up. We were, we, there were so many jokes and so many great people I had met at that time. And I'm just very grateful for it. But, um, you know, <laughs> those are good times. Communications class, guys, I'm telling you. Um, but again, you know, give it to someone who's been there don't give it to your mommy mommy doesn't know much about presentations okay make sure you give it to someone who knows about presentations that's all I'm asking you so me I'd be like hey you know I was asking for feedback from Isabel Hunt who has given a fantastic presentation who I have brought onto the podcast or Jonathan Darlin, who I've brought onto the podcast you know in regards to self-sabotage and he's a phenomenal speaker and doing great things too uh, make sure you check him out, and Luke Burroughs, who's giving presentations alongside Marissa Gear, who actually has a course with Mindvalley, which is amazing, so big shout out to my man, Luke, you know, we did Motivational Mentors for about a good 80 episodes, and then we went our separate ways, he went on doing his thing, and then I went on conquering the world, you know, so, uh, and focusing on my ESL podcast, this podcast, so, in uh, saying that, guys, Oh, jeez, I didn't know it was gonna be this long, but boy, it was a long a one. So you know what, I was on fire today. You know, I just let it flow. So if you guys have any questions, if you want me to review any presentations, follow my Instagram, tag me in the Instagram post, make sure you leave a review. Thank you guys, man, you guys are my, you guys are everything to me. I just couldn't, boy, I'm so excited about you guys. Cause I mean, I just wanna see your transformation. That's what I wanna see. And so now you have the ability It's time for you to start voicing you. It's time for you to start voicing who you are. And I'm excited to hear what you become. So in saying that, I'm your host as always. Stay tuned for more Over and Out.